Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The wellness breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the wellness guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the country place. 10 acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17 to 19. It's each and every single one of you are gonna support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. A very big, huge, wonderful, warm welcome to all our listeners this year. It's 2017 and we're so excited to have you back on board. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And welcome to Wellness Women Radio. It's uh, such a great thing to be able to say welcome to the new year because it just means that it's such a, a... wonderful opportunity to leave behind anything that dragged us back in 2016 and to now look forward into the new year, reset our vision, our attentions for ourselves, and uh, and hopefully take away a lot of the great information we're going to share with you today to get yourself in the right space right from the get-go here in January and get that, uh, I guess, energy and inspiration to carry that momentum through, not just the first three weeks into the new year when most people break resolutions, but uh, all the way through, you know, not just a a year ahead of making and breaking resolutions, but instead actually sticking to what you wanted for yourself. So, Andrew, we are going to talk today about why resolutions just don't work for most people, certainly why you and I tend not to set resolutions, so to speak. Um, Talk us through. What what are we going to have a chat to about today? Um, I love this topic, and I think that people are becoming so adverse to this idea of resolutions as well. And even just the word, you know, resolutions, like what are we resolving to? And it just doesn't sound very positive or a way that I'd want to start the year. Um, But I think that we're just kind of in the habit of it and we'll go, oh, yeah, let's just pick, you know, the top five things that we should be doing. And that's what we're going to, you know, aspire to. But it's not values-based, it's not individualized. Um, and then we get stuck in that sort of, uh, you know, that mindset of what should you be doing? What should you be thinking? What should you be feeling? You know, and then it goes to what you should you be eating? What should you be exercising? Should you be traveling? Should you be doing this, this, and this? And then it's definitely not values-based in the terms of the things that you need or you want to create for yourself. Um, one of the funniest quotes that I've heard about news resolutions is that, uh, 
news resolutions are like babies. They're fun to make, but difficult to maintain. <laughs> and I love that. I mean, it's, it's so perfect, right? Absolutely. Um, because it's kind of like we're creating this aspiration about, you know, the way we want the vision of the year to go. And essentially we're resolving to be better versions of ourselves, right? So, so that's the purpose. Um, so if, you know, one of your resolutions was to lose weight, it's to be that better version of yourself and be a bit healthier. Or if you're quitting smoking, it's to be that better version of yourself. Um, so what we want to do is try and move away from the resolutions and give you some more sort of practicality around this. And we're going to talk you through, you know, what our Wellness Women Guide is to how to set up the healthiest year yet for you. Um and uh, one of the things that I've noticed a lot, especially with patients this year, um, I've been asking every single one of them what are their resolutions. And again, a lot of them are pretty adverse to that word too, which I like. And, and they're all saying that they're setting intentions or goals. So I think that's fantastic. Um, and so much of it is around health, which I love. I think that's so, so positive because, you know, we're all in, on this health journey together. Um, but Ash, I'd love to know what, what are some of your goals or your intentions for this year? Well, that's a, there's so many different angles to that because I think for a lot of people listening, we tend to, I mean, you're tuning into Wellness and Radio because obviously health is something that you're interested in, something you would love to learn more about. Um, I think, ladies, what you've got to understand too is that there's so many different areas of your life and health is just one aspect of that. Whilst I think it's one of the most important ones, um, there's also other areas of life that bring happiness and fulfillment. And for me to focus on 2017, there was obviously some health visions that I have for myself. Um, but there's also some other little things that I, I looked back at 2016 and, and had a feeling of like, what did I do really well? What could I do differently? And what would I like to see improve or be better uh, coming into the new year? And this might sound really funny, but one of the really irky little habits that I, I sort of got into um, at home, particularly when my husband was away or traveling, whatever, was um, having tech on it at dinner time or meal times. So mm, it could mm-hmm. mean like just mindlessly absorbing myself in scrolling through Facebook while I ate dinner. I mean, that to me was just not not what I want for myself. So I was like, well, hang on, I, I'm not eating with consciousness or presence. So for actually rather than what foods to eat, because I generally know that I have certain choices that are pretty healthy in general, but I actually want to be more aware of how I eat. So for me, no tech at mealtimes was the kind of the new vision for this year. Try and really consciously put down the phone, turn off the TV, not be at the computer and eat with intent, which, yeah, that might sound so silly and so simple to some people listening. But I think that uh, when you start to become aware of the small habits and what's driving those habits, so for me it was boredom or lack of interaction, my husband wasn't home, not chatting. So rather than just just being present in the food, I was escaping to <laughs> crap whatever was in front of me, um, whether it be you know social media or, or television or something like that, which, yeah, was a cheeky habit that crept in and it was something I would like to, to get rid of. That's such an easy little habit to slide into though and I totally get it and especially when you're so busy and you've got so much stuff happening, sometimes that escapism can be pretty healthy. You know, you're kind of unwinding, you're switching off from the day, but you're kind of plugging yourself into 
for the most part, so much other drama. <laughs> and when you're eating, is this the time to be consuming that? Uh, so I absolutely commend you on that, Ash. I think that's great. How is that going so far? Perfect. I haven't. Uh, we're all we're into the the first week of January, and I've so far succeeded <laughs> every day. So I'm I'm ticking a box there. Um, the awesome. other yeah, the other one I think is really easy um, for me is to add more veggies with every meal. So that was a. Uh, um, a really simple one, making sure breakfast, lunch and dinner all have vegetables in them. And that's as simple as just throwing, you know, a large handful of baby spinach into my morning smoothie so that I've got my green veggies in the morning, then at lunch and then in the evening, because that's usually the easiest places to get the veggies. But uh, I just like to add some more green stuff into into the mornings as well, because it sort of got into a fruit-based smoothie style one that was quick and easy, because um, mm-hmm. I often didn't have the, the greens that were ready to go in the blender. So just more organized, getting the uh, the the frozen spinach into my freezer so that I can actually always have some handy. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Good job. How about you? What's on your list? What are you up to? um, The biggest one for me right now, and this might sound a little bit strange, but I am trying to be a lot more aware and a lot more conscious of my consumption. And, And what I mean by that, like by being more of a sort of conscious consumer and especially about the information that I'm consuming online. Um, so being more conscious of my social media time, because how often do we fall into the habit of, you know, I, I roll over, turn my alarm off if that's what I'm waking up to. And then I've picked up the phone and all of a sudden I've seen all of these notifications and I've instantly gone into, you know, adrenal overdrive about all these things that I've got to either action or get back to, or, um, you know, emails I've got to send. And then that's how my day starts. And that's so destructive. Uh, so I've put a bit of a, a time limit on when I can access social media. Um, and so I'm not um, having any sort of social media interactions for myself personally until after 9am, um, just because that'll give me a chance to sort of get my day started. Obviously, you know, if it's if it's posting for the wellness women or any sort of business stuff that we need to, that's a little bit different. But even in that process, I'll be very conscious of what I'm looking at before I get on there. And I also found that whenever I had a really strict deadline for something, all of a sudden I would find myself watching a 10-minute instructional video of how to make arts and crafts for children and I don't even have children like, and, and all of a sudden you know that was that was the obviously the best use of my time in that moment and then I would put the phone down and I would go oh my goodness what have I just done so I'm trying to be a lot more conscious of that and I know it's a bit of an abstract term and there's not a lot of tangibility to it so it's just about building that awareness um, and another one of the things that I'm doing is I'm going to start another gong so so, you know, if you've listened to the podcast before and you've heard me talk about the 100-day gong, so there's five particular areas of my life that I will add in a daily habit and I'll do that every single day for 100 days. And if I skip a day, then, you know, a deal's a deal. I've got to start again from day one. Um, and one of those things for me is just going to be um, no snacking for 100 days mm-hmm. because I can be a bit of a grazer and um you know, sometimes I could eat from the moment I get up in the morning to the moment I go to bed just because, you know, that's just kind of how the day turns out. And our job itself is pretty high energy. So I'll often find that I need a bit of a snack between patients or, um, you know, it comes sort of mid-afternoon. But then the types of snacks have been changing to much less healthy options Um 
or they've just been too high in sugar or something like that. So, and, you know, even for me on the grand scheme of things, it's still relatively, you know, very, very healthy. It's still whole foods. It's still, you know, those sorts of things, but it's just not something that I need to be doing right now. Um, so that's just something I'm going to be really conscious and aware of. And there's a few other things and I'll, I'll share them online too. Um, but those are my two big ones right now. Isn't that fascinating? So both of us independently here have come up with the like tech consumption. So being really aware of how much technology when we're getting caught in the trap of technology overload and being a bit more structured about our day to avoid too much sort of technology. So listeners, if you get that feeling that you notice yourself scrolling mindlessly on internet, social media stuff, um, just to kill time in your day, let's have a look and just have a think about what it's actually distracting us from. What are we avoiding? Um, I think one of the biggest things about why resolutions just don't work is because most people focus on um, rather than what you want, what you don't want. So you're constantly focusing on the negative. Oh I, I, oh, I just don't want to be on social media all the time. That's great to say it, but now the focus needs to be, I want more blah time. So I want more time walking in nature because that's when you actually reset the goal because you're actually making a positive action step, which is a far more successful process of change than just saying, I don't want to be fat. I don't want to have to be on social media so much. Oh gosh, I'm so sick of Facebook, um, which is a really negative place to start from. So if we change our mindset to move away from something we, we really want to move from towards, then we're far more likely to succeed in some of the goals and intentions we set for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think for both of those two things that, that we just covered, there is a greater purpose to both of those things. It's not just that you want to have more greens, you know, with your with your morning smoothie. It's it's for a purpose. It's for, you know, your health. It's for this beautiful baby that you're growing, um, you know, to make sure that you're nourishing it as best you possibly can. But it's also because your health has that greater purpose. Um, and, and I think the goals or the intentions or whatever you want to call them, have to have some sort of root in what that purpose is for you. And um, statistically speaking, about 75 pe- 75% of people can stick to their resolution for a week, which I think is pretty good. Um, but then only less than 50% are still on that resolution or still actioning that six months later. So most of us, because of the choices that we're making, are setting ourselves up for failure. And then how crappy does that make us feel? Oh, 100%. And as soon as you start beating yourself up with uh, guilt or negativity, then you feel defeated. So most of the time we just blow out and go, oh, whatever. (laughs) I'll I'll try again next year. Um, And this is so much a part of the reason why we carry over resolution year after year after year and they're often the same ones or a slightly different variation of the same ones. I certainly think that the word resolution itself is so defined. It's it's that concept of resolute, like absolute. And as soon as we talk in absolutes, then it just makes it more likely we're not going to hold that positive behavior long enough. Um, It's like saying, I will never eat chocolate again. I mean, that's an absolute fabrication in the back part of my brain because whilst it may serve an immediate purpose to say, okay, I will remove chocolate from my diet, so to speak, um, for 30 days, that might help to break some of the habitual behaviors around chocolate consumption, but I'm not never giving it up. 
because it's a it's yeah, something, <laughs> yeah it's, it's something that I enjoy um, I can moderate and I have control over however if I was eating a block of chocolate a day I would absolutely set myself an intention to say I will not eat chocolate for 30 days and just try and break out of that habitual behavior that's got you into the point where you're eating a block of chocolate a day but it's also going to take a few other strategies too so you, it means rather than just taking away something there needs to be a positive substitute in its place so I really encourage people if you do remove something from your diet for example um, or let's just say you're removing the need to go shoe shopping every Friday um, just you know putting it out there uh, you need to substitute that with something a more positive behavior because we tend not to like gaps we will always fill the gap with something else so if you say I give up chocolate you'll probably find yourself finding another alternative that may not be as healthy so the alternative might be I'm going to make some raw choc cacao balls and put them in the freezer so that when I feel like chocolate, I'm actually going to be able to support myself and say I get to have one of those a day or something along those lines just so that you reinforce a positive behavior and say, hey, I'm doing a good job at this. Pat yourself on the back along the way. Um, But the absolutes I find are the ones that we tend to break easiest and most. Do you find that as well? You know what? I think my brain works a little bit differently. Um, I work very well with very structured, unambiguous guidelines. So if I say to myself, I'm cutting back on, say, chocolate, that, that was your example, that for my brain, that means nothing. So, um, and I, I can't do that. If I I need to put some sort of guideline and time frame in place. Um, so I think I do actually work well with absolutes. And I know that some people do. And if it's something that is quite destructive for your health for example if it's smoking and you want to never be a smoker again then that is an absolute that is absolutely something that would be so beneficial to your health to never do again and if you have the structure in place to create that scenario for you i'm very encouraging of that um i can very happily say that it's been five years and five days since i've had lollies um or you know candy or whatever you want to call it um and that was a problem for me and i knew that i couldn't cut back and i knew that i couldn't moderate so i had to have such a clear ambiguous guide unambiguous guideline where I said okay from now on I'm not eating lollies ever again and I had to do that and I'm so proud of myself for doing that and every day that I count off and every time I share that story I almost get you know a bit of a dopamine kick (laughs) in my brain and and the neurological uh, and I guess the neurotransmitter reward I get from that is reward enough in itself because this is something that I've been able to stick to for five years and five days, and that's pretty amazing. I feel like I'm a, a lolly addict that I'm in recovery. <laughs> well, you should be proud of that because, it, yeah, it's a fantastic achievement to uh, commit to anything and make that stick. But we can see how different personality types need different, uh, I guess, intentions and frameworks. So yes, we can see straight away that a lot of you ladies listening, you'll see that some of you will be the absolutes. You'll be listening thinking, oh, my gosh, totally resonate with Andrea. I just have to go cold turn. Turkey, all or nothing. Um, that's the stop point. That's the end. That's what I'm doing. And I'm doing that as of today. Um, and then others listening, you guys might be thinking, oh, yeah, I'm a bit more like Ashley. I need to have um, a more moderated way of introducing or changing things. Um, I certainly have just never been great at absolutes, um, unless it's just something so powerful and so 
damaging, but I've not really had habits that have been like that. Therefore, I've not really gone to the point of saying absolutes because most of them are just moderated going, well, hang on. I noticed I was eating a little bit much more of this. I'm just going to add in the other stuff. And strangely enough, I just lose interest in the very thing that wasn't working for me. So um, yeah, I, t- I tend to sub in uh, the alternative, the positive alternative, because it still makes me real, really feel Really like a bit like you that that buzz of going, wow! I, I actually didn't take that choice. I went with the choice that I wanted, and I'm sticking to it. So so for me, it was just the alternative. I need the alternative to make me stick to a goal. Awesome, and I think that uh, the majority of the population probably resonate with that really well. Um, for me, I'm like you're either a smoker or you're not a smoker. You, you, there's no sort of middle ground there. Yeah. Um, for my chocolate consumption, there definitely is. There's middle ground, <laughs> but but even when I say that, I know that. I'm consciously consuming that and I'm having organic dark chocolate, the best quality that I can find. Um, And it's often, you know, a a raw local, you know, kind of variety. And it might sound extreme to go to those extents, but if I'm going to have something like that, that's the choice that I'm making. Um, So, yeah, there's definitely some options there for you ladies. And we'd love to know also which way you resonate with as well. You know, are you um, someone who does need those very clear boundaries or are you much better at at reducing or swapping out to kind of support your system. So please let us know what, um, you know, which way you are as well, because that will help us in future when we're um, kind of guiding you in certain directions too. Um, Ash, I know that you talk a lot about the seven dimensions of health or that, you know, sort of quote unquote wellness wheel, because when we're setting our intentions for the year, our goals, we often think about things like career or health, but it's not necessarily a holistic approach to viewing our entire lifestyle because there's so many other facets to that. Can you talk a bit more about that? Absolutely. The wellness wheel is something that uh, I explored years ago, actually. It was taught to me and, um, to be honest, I'm not really sure where it originates because it's just something that's been so prevalent in our circles in terms of health and well-being that it sort of permeates all the different aspects of our health. And you think, oh, well, I don't even know where it started. But I will say this much. There's essentially seven key areas within wellness. You know, we talk about what is the wellness women. Well, we're talking about wellness as a holistic approach, something that encompasses not just food, health, fitness, but the other areas of your life. And these include things like your spiritual health, emotional health, um, intellectual academics, so things that interest you, uh, physical health, social, environmental, and also financial. And this this sort of key wheel, so to speak, is what makes up our total, I guess, center point of who we are, what our purpose is, what we do each day, and, and how well we feel. Um, there's a really cool little tool you can do with that, and you sort of map out each little area, and you create a wheel, which is essentially like uh, the tire that you drive around in on your life. And if those areas are not meeting the, I guess, the levels of uh, fulfillment that you would like to achieve, then the wheel, the tire becomes very bumpy, lumpy, and it really doesn't flow smoothly. And that's the reflection of how you feel about your life. You just, you're not in flow. You're, you're resisting. You're pushing uphill. You're not feeling great in certain things. You possibly are dealing with anxieties or depressions or things that are dragging you down. Um, and it's sometimes because you're not aware of actually which part of life is really the, the drain on your energy or your feelings of happiness. So I really like to ask people to have a little think about their emotional states and what sort of really makes them buzz, where stress is coming from, um, you know, 
making sure that you're getting enough sleep in the day so that your emotional state is as stable as possible. And of course, we talk a lot about, um, I would say, say hormonal because, the, the, <laughs> you know, as soon as our hormones are out of whack, then our emotions tend to be out of whack. So if you haven't listened to some of our hormone episodes, go back and, and tune into those because that certainly ties in with the emotional health and well-being. Um, and in terms of intellectual, I believe all of us need stimulation or pleasure or, or challenged um, or creative interests to keep us intellectually and mentally stimulated. So it may be a year for you just to focus on some of those things outside of family and work to say, actually, there's some things that I'd really like to do that are going to stimulate me, some hobbies, some interests that I would love to have more of in my life or something not tapped into yet, something you've never tried and you think, oh, I'm about time. I want to spice things up a bit. I want change. I want something different. Maybe it's for your time to go out there and explore what groups or, or what classes you could attend that could challenge you on that intellectual level, um, which brings a, a lot of stimulation, a lot of interest. And of course, that will, will switch happiness in your brain as well, which is cool. Um, and physically, everyone knows about physical resolutions. People have this idea that oh, I want to get fit, I want to lose weight, or I want to do more of. I think the really important thing about physical activity is to remember what physical activity does for us. And as chiropractors, we're just, we cannot harp on about this enough because it's just so pivotal. But your body drives your brain and your brain drives your body. And without great physical activity, you are not functioning at a brain level as well as you're designed to. So physical activity is not just about how you look in the mirror. It's about how your whole brain, spine, nervous system functions. And it's so important to be getting enough physical activity in your day. So sedentary jobs, sitting down all day, sadly is stripping quality from your life and you have got to make a priority to put physical activity into your year into something you do on a daily or weekly basis yeah i absolutely agree and i think the uh idea or the overarching sort of thing here is balance Mm, so not focusing all your time energy and attention into one area of your life but having balance within all the factors that are going to give you you know a whole fulfillment and it it is that holistic lifestyle that we really need to look at and pay attention to and it kind of reminds me of that concept by stephen covey you know the seven habits of highly effective people and he certainly goes into a lot of those concepts that you need to have balance in all of those areas in your life um, rather than just, you know, if you focus purely on your relationship, for example, if that is your be all and end all and your your own purpose for it, for living really for that other person, then if, you know, tragically something was to happen to them or there was a relationship breakup, then what do you have left, you know, if that is your be all and end all? So it, it's just that idea of, of that balance um, to really create that fulfillment and obviously with purpose as well um, because without any I guess sense of of purpose or some, or some passion in your life or you know thinking about the reasons why you put here on this planet and what you want to achieve and do then what is the point of having you know financial stability for you if it's not for a purpose do you, what, do you understand what, what I mean yeah, hundred percent, and and absolutely agree with you because that ties into the idea that our life is a reflection of how we think, and some of the ways we think reflects the actions we take in our life day to day. So having purpose is part of that thinking stage of habits and behaviours. You can't, and I said to people, you if you've got an orange and you squeeze an orange, you're going to get orange juice, okay? And that's like the mind we have inside us. If your mind is not positive or filled with good thoughts or great intentions, you can't squeeze positive thoughts out of a, a sour orange. Um, <laughs> and and what that means is if, you, if you're filling yourself with the negative outcomes in life, then unfortunately you're not going to squeeze positive 
from that. It's what's inside is what's inside. So I really love people to work on that spiritual emotional stuff first. And you notice that I mentioned emotional first because I really think the inside out is the way to work through health. Start there and then start to work on once that emotional health is improving, guess what? We can start to work on those other areas like the intellectual, physical, then social as well becomes easier. This is, and the social is another aspect of that wheel. And that's talking about your strong social networks, good connections, improving or strengthening relationships, maybe developing new relationships, getting outside your comfort zone, meeting other people. Um, that's an area where when people are socially isolated, a lot of other parts of their health starts to break down too. So if you feel as though your social connections are not as strong as you'd like them to be, or maybe it's a friend, you just haven't picked up the phone for, for some time and you think, oh, I've been thinking of them. Maybe this year is a time to say, this year is my focus on increasing or strengthening my relationships and that's going to take a bit of effort so that means you know getting yourself into a good place first and then working on the strengthening of those relationships whichever way is right for you and that could be phone calls that could be catch-ups that could be events that could be invitations that could be dinners there's so many different variations that you could create social strength um, and then moving from there is into the environmental and environment means not just like the grass, the trees, the birds, the bees. Um, that's certainly one aspect of environment because you've got to look after the stuff outside of you as well. But it could even be something so simple as your personal surroundings. Um, it could be just decluttering one room at a time, spending seven minutes a day in one space, in one cupboard, just doing the Tupperware drawer, for example. Like how many people are thinking about their home right now going, oh my God, that plastic Tupperware drawer. Hopefully you don't have too much plastic in there. But for the sake of argument that a lot of families do have a lot of plastic there. I always laugh at how people go, oh my God, the Tupperware drawer, like it's their stress point. And as, soon oh, as yeah. they, and as soon as they clean it up, they're just feeling so much lighter and so much happier. And I think, well, if that's just one drawer in their whole house, imagine what would happen if you just put a little bit into each room uh, once or twice a week, how successful you'd feel to have such a decluttered space and how that makes your whole life feel better. Um, because a cluttered environment, they often say, is a cluttered mind. So if you're struggling with a cluttered mind and a cluttered life, um, that may be the very first place you want to start is just declutter your environment and, uh, and tidy your space. I'm sure Dean would love me to do that in my wardrobe, um, but that, that's another story. Oh, look, and it's, it's the small things. See how we, all of these things we're talking about, some of them are big. I mean, to deal with emotional space, that, that may take outside assistant. You might need to see a counsellor or a therapist or a psychologist, someone who can help guide you. But some of these other things are simple. They're actionable daily tasks, and it could just be one little thing at a time, um, even just down to then the next one being financial, you might just be without realizing having this financial overhang just bearing down on you. You've started a new year, the credit card's still maxed out from Christmas and it's just like a really heavy drain and 2017 is not looking good because that's still lingering. And you might want to straight away come up with a strategy to ease the financial burden and make a goal that by the third month of the year, you've got things cleared up and sorted out and you're back to, you know, debt free or whatever it could be. Um, so, you know, being focused on the areas that are causing you pressure or stress is a guaranteed way to not break resolutions, but to create intentions that are going to move you forward and really create the most sensational 2017 um, and potentially a year better than anything you've had before because it's so nice to close the door on an old year and say, right, time to start afresh. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's get into um – I guess a bit of the practicality about uh, what our best tips are for your healthiest year yet. So this is our wellness women guide to 2017 in terms of your health um, and well-being. And 
Look, for me, some of these are going to be harder to achieve than others, and you're more than welcome to pick and choose the ones that suit you um, and suit the the vision that you have for your year as well. Um, But first and foremost, and I know you've heard us harp on about this, but cut out gluten. And... You know, for some people, it's almost trendy not to be gluten free right now because so much is so many people are on that bandwagon. But we're going to get to the point where the science is absolutely going to catch up with it. Everybody is going to realize that gluten does not suit anybody. And we're finding that every single person who is consuming it is developing leaky gut syndrome, a whole bunch of inflammation. And I haven't met anyone yet who does well on gluten. I haven't tested anybody yet who hasn't shown up with gluten sensitivity. Um, And this may not be just celiac disease. As far as I'm concerned, the testing um, protocol for celiac at the moment is completely insensitive. And there is also the non-gluten, the non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Um, So ladies, make 2017 the year for you to cut out gluten. And I know that that's an absolute, um, but it is one of those things that cutting down is not going to cut it. (laughs) This is one of those things where it's like you're either a smoker or you're not a smoker. It's just not something that enters your consciousness. It's just you are gluten-free. And it's, it's quite simple when you put it in those terms because they are the choices that you will then make. And then your friends and your loved ones will also be aware of that and will help to cater and support you in that uh, that process as well. Um, Ash, how do you feel about that? Oh, look, I think it's a fantastic challenge to set out there because uh, so many people are unaware of just how great they could feel if they were to cut out gluten. So it's a perfect place to start with an absolute because why not make the challenge challenging? That's, that's the whole point of a challenge. At the same time, this challenge is so valuable because of the impact it has not just on health, but because we're so focused on hormone healing and hormone harmony that the side effects uh, for the endocrine, the hormonal system is so beneficial. Um, I'm absolutely with you there. I think it's a fantastic place to start as a Wellness Women 2017 challenge. Yeah, love it. So if you want to join us in that, let us know. <laughs> um, and then while you're cutting out things, what I'd love you to do is add in some fermented foods. Um, and this can be really, really simple. It can be just a teaspoon of some sauerkraut or some kimchi um, once, you know, once every day with your evening meal. Um, now, again, there's there's always guidelines. There's always practicality that goes with this. So, you know, for example, if you do have candida overgrowth, fermented foods may not be the place to start for you. Um, so certainly feel free to seek out your healthcare practitioners. But if you know that you have fairly sound-ish gut health and you don't have major issues and fermented foods would be really beneficial for you, then this is a really great place to start. So I love sauerkraut kimchi or the beet kvass is my my top favorites at the moment. Um, so this could be something that you could um, add as a little challenge to yourself. So adding in some fermented foods because your gut is going to love you for it. Um, I would love you to also add in green stuff, I think, for me, Mm -hmm. uh, is to to go along those lines of what you're adding in, what's adding value, and uh, certainly becoming more mindful of the vegetable intake in your life because the more veggies you have, it's proven to improve health status, uh, not just in, for example, weight loss, but in so many other areas. So adding in the green stuff, getting good micronutrients is really powerful. So whilst you're throwing your fermented foods there, make sure that uh, you're adding green veggies or just lots of colorful veggies into your diet as well. And, you know, if you've ever heard Dr. Damien Christoph speak, he likes to say adding nine to 12 serves of veggies every single day. And I know that sounds like quite a lot, but, you know, if you have 
three serves with each meal, then there you go. Um, that That's your nine serves of veggies for the day. And what we'd love to do is for you to build your meal around your veggies. So your protein and your meat and those sorts of things should be condiments to that beautiful salad or that beautiful veggie dish that you've got. Um, my third uh, thing, and this is definitely something that I'm going to be a lot more conscious of this year and try and do more of, is reconnect with nature because of how positive this is for your entire well-being, not just um, for helping you to slow down, for you to feel a lot more grounded, um, you know, getting that fresh air, um, good dose of vitamin D, but also the way it changes your whole mental state as well. So what I'm going to try and focus on is having things like walking meetings, so rather than sitting indoors, um, you know, in an office for a meeting, why can't we do that when we're outside and walking? And so there's the positive benefits of a little bit of exercise and movement during that as well. There's absolutely no reason why I can't do that. Um, and so, you know, eating your lunch outside, going, sticking your feet in the grass or in the sand. Um, I'm opting to do exercise outside at the moment because the weather's so amazing. Instead of going to a yoga studio and doing it indoors, I'm doing yoga outdoors at the moment. I'm trying to exercise outside just to you know, get more, <laughs> I guess, more more of a dose of nature as much as I possibly can. I hope you've been getting up at 5am because at the moment uh, <laughs> we've been getting some uh, high 30s degree days and I can't think of anything worse than going for an exercise at lunchtime. So. Oh, yeah, definitely not. This is like early in the morning and Ash, you're also a bit of an incubator oh, at the moment, so yeah. your um, thermoregulation is going to be a little bit different oh. to mine. But, yeah, the last few days in particular here in Perth um, have been, what, in the Scorching. highest, 38, yeah. 39. I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit, but I know it's over 100 um, in Fahrenheit. Yeah. But it's, it's ridiculous. Um, one of the other things that I think is so, so beneficial is building your team around you. So it is almost impossible to get things done without support. So to make change in your life without support, without, you know, maybe your friends or your loved ones being on board or having a positive team of people around you to help you make better choices. And a lot of the time this needs to be professional. So, you know, for Ashley and I, we both have our own, you know, business chiropractic coach who, who is Lawrence Tan um, because, you know, that that's the best choice that we could make. Um, we have people who we seek for health advice as well. I know that I have a chiropractor that I go and see, um, and when I go in there, I completely switch off. I am the patient. Uh, I don't try and be my own doctor. I don't try and ask them to, you know, check anything in particular. And I am, you know, obviously very active in that process, but it's really destructive to fall into that trap of trying to be your own quote unquote doctor. Obviously you are the authority on your body always above any other healthcare practitioner or doctor, but Sometimes when we fall into that space, especially, um, you know, if you are already in the health field, you can kind of go down that rabbit hole um, and focus on things a little bit too much. So sometimes it's really great to have that good supportive team around you to help you make those positive decisions and keep you on track. And I know for me, I need that accountability. Um, and, you know, Ash is, is part of that that team for me. Um, and so I know that if I've ever got issues or problems that she is, you know, such a big support of mine um, and it's so great to have those people around you because you really feel supported in every decision that you make whether it be you know career choices family business health in particular as well Oh, beautiful. Thank you. And you're my support team too, because I think that's uh, what drives, you know, good, we 
talked to earlier about relationships and strengthening relationships and being accountable is, is one of the greatest friendships you can have is when someone cares about you enough to, to tell you when to step it up or to put the work in or to pull your head in or to, or to give yourself more love. You know, sometimes it's the people closest to you actually step back and say, Hey, you know what? You're doing such an amazing job. Go easy on yourself. A little bit more time out. You're doing great. Um, yes. And that's what those friendships are for. So certainly focus on uh, the the team around you because what you surround yourself with, well, they say your vibe attracts your tribe. So what you surround yourself with is, is what you're going to get out of the year. So be very careful of who you have around you um, because they have a, a dramatic influence on your choices and some of the actions you take because day to day you're influenced by those people closest to you. So if those people are really positive and where you are right now is where you want to be, fantastic. Strengthen those relationships, make them work. If around you right now is not the environment you need, then you need to go out there and find the groups or the people or the places where those people hang out and um, and surround yourself with new vibes so that you can really make 2017 something spectacular because it's going to be supported by people. It's not just about the stuff you do for yourself. It's about the people that are around you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the, the fifth thing on my list is uh, simply to, and this is, you know, obviously one of my goals that I've shared with you, to just be a bit more of a conscious consumer. And that can be prevalent in whatever sort of aspect of your life. It could be social media. It could be the things that you're consuming on TV. You know, what are you choosing to watch before you go to bed? Is it going to be, um, you know, psychopathic, narcissistic, you know, violent shows before you're trying to then go and get a restful night's sleep? Um, you know, when we're consuming foods and things like that, looking at the packaging that they're using or the packaging maybe or the storage things that you're using to be, you know, a lot more environmentally mindful. Um, so just being more conscious of your consumption. Um, and if you want to join me and try and do no social media before 9am or whatever it might be, then yeah, we'll certainly support you through that too. Um, Ash, what, what are your top ones? Well, do you know what? I'm just going to leave it there because I think that's more than enough to think about for everyone. It's it's for me it's about being grateful for everything that you already have in your life um, not trying to try and change everything in one go just being really focused on what you currently have and the, the peace and the happiness in the life that you do already have and then expand on that so build upon that um, and waking each day with a grateful heart a loving heart it just draws more of that into your life so really being able to appreciate what's there um, it's always the grass greener issue so try not to look too far forward all the time also be present make yourself enjoy what you're in right now um, and really enjoy that space because goal setting can sometimes take us away from presence uh, sometimes we can look too far forward or or dream big which is something I certainly encourage but you've got to have those day-to-day -day interactions that keep you grounded and present and grateful and and in a place of love and and in a place of I guess happiness and that for me is the big one is just to focus on what you want um ignore the things that you don't want and really be grateful for where you are right now and and if they say everything is where it is as it's meant to be it, we're just on this journey <laughs> it's it's not uh it's not a one-year journey it's not a two-year journey it's really about making sure each year by year you're focusing on things that make you happy so the big word for me is just this year is happiness um, and that's, a, that's another little thing, actually. If I said there was one tip, maybe create yourself a little word of the year, something that's um, a word to focus upon because that will draw your actions towards that word. If it means a word like financial prosperity, then it means the choices you're going to make throughout the year are driving towards that, that vision word, that focus word. Um, for me, this year is happiness. Um, 
it's a very simple but very complex word because, well, what is happiness and how do you get there? <laughs> so um, it means that the choices I need to make need to be stepping me towards that word and that is happiness. Does this make me happy? Is what I'm doing right now making me happy? If not, why not? And what would be a better choice? Oh, I love that. What a great um, way to end our first episode of 2017. Um, Ladies, we would love to hear from you. What are your goals, your intentions, your resolutions, whatever you'd like to call them for the year? Have you set it for the year or have you chunked it down just to the next 90 days, like what Dr. Lawrence Tam was talking about in our previous episode? We would love to hear if you've actually, you know, looked into your your lifestyle and looked at a balanced view for the year, if you've looked at something like, you know, the seven dimensions of health. Um, We would love to hear what your goals are so that we can support you in those as well. So, Find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the wellness women or on Instagram underscore the wellness women. Um, make sure you check out our website as well. So thewellnesswomen.com.au. Um, and ladies, until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.